if I respond to you any more than 200 milliseconds, 600 milliseconds is considered an awkwardly long pause. That's less than a second. So what, what does that mean? While you're talking, I'm encoding my response. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. And you've talked to those people, you know, you can literally tell they're thinking about what they're saying and not what I'm saying right now. Hello, and welcome to this episode of People at Work. It's Dustin, and I'll be your host today. So as always, People at Work is brought to you by Jostle. An internet should be one of the places your company connects and communicates, but it usually ends up a dumping ground of kind of old files and pages. Uh, we designed Jostle to fix that problem. If you're curious and want to learn more, head on over to jostle.me. So on today's episode, I'll be chatting with Josh Little. Josh is the founder and CEO of Volley. And today we're going to be chatting broadly about workplace communication, how it's changed over the past years, but more specifically about how to bring a little bit of the fun back into and the spontaneity into your meetings, why having too many meetings can be a problem, and just how to manage productivity in this new remote world. So Josh, welcome to People at Work. Well, it's my pleasure and you sound like fun topics. Let's go. I'm looking forward to this one. So you obviously have an interest uh, in communication and workplace communication, just judging by kind of your journey and the companies you founded. So I'd love if you could share that story with our listeners. For, yeah, for sure. I started out as a teacher and then went into the corporate world and was very successful in sales and sales training. But it was really scratching my own itch um, when I was trying to build a sales training program globally and trying to build e-learning. And this is back in 2005 or six that I formed my first company, uh, Maestro. I ended up leaving Stryker, my my last corporate job, and started my own company. And it was just the company I wish existed to, to build e-learning programs to help help teams perform beautifully, as we say at Maestro. Um, and it was from that that I really got a bird's eye view of s dozens of companies that we were working with. And I, I kind of got to see these same problems and patterns exist. And one of those is that only 10% of what you learn to do, need to know to do your job, do you actually learn from training yeah. the the rest you learn from all of these little ad hoc interactions you know like jostle is is focused on as well and so i built a product back in 2009 called bloomfire which helps solve that problem getting the right information to the right people at the right time making that information available searchable in an organization this is like closed social for your company mm -hmm. which was a total new thing back then now bloomfire is yeah one of the premier knowledge management platforms out there um so took a little break after that and then built a product that i thought was for teachers and trainers called quizzer um and when we launched it, teachers and trainers kind of gave us blank stares and marketers and publishers found Quizzer and started embedding quizzes on their site. And suddenly we'd see millions of people taking a quiz yeah. and we're like, oh, okay, this is a tool for marketers and publishers. We'll build those features. We'll, we'll you know, cut all these features. And so uh, Quizzer was a fun ride. It was my first um, venture funded company. It's always fun to uh, burn some rocket fuel and see where that can take you. Um, but then I took four years off trying to find my next thing and just had a total Goldilocks story of this isn't right. That doesn't feel right. And my friends were just driven crazy by my search and that I keep passing on like really interesting opportunities. But it was really COVID that created the focus um, with the problem that I've been trying to solve for over a decade, decade with Bloomfire, getting the right information to the right people at the right time, helping workplace communication just flow 
Um, and also my love of asynchronous video communication and falling in love with talking to my friends in this way, realizing that these conversations are just as good as any synchronous conversation I ever have. In fact, even better because I can listen to you on 2X and I can think about what I'm going to say before I say it. Um, created the opportunity for Volley. And it was, it was a long road trip that I took that I started thinking about the idea. And by the time I got home, I like, I knew exactly what the product was and what the name should be. And Volley was born, uh, you know, May of last year. Um, so we're, we just announced actually that we're publicly available this week. So it's a nice. fun time. Awesome. So I, I do want to give you the chance to explain Volley, but I one kind of observation through that story is it's interesting the inflection points where you founded these companies. So I worked in educational technology probably around the time you were finding Maestro, which was like 2006, 2007. Yeah, yeah. And there was a switch then, right? Like education wasn't just textbooks. There was, <laughs> there was a change. And then the social kind of internet, internal social phase happened shortly after at Bloomfire. So it's interesting that COVID is kind of almost the inflection point for this change. Right. Yeah. It's the the catalyst for that, for sure. The technology finally is there in the, yeah. it, we can, we can record video messages and share them back with, with one another. That's not ridiculously expensive and hard to build anymore. I mean, it yeah. is still pretty challenging to build, but um, <laughs> not impossible. Cool. So we kind of hinted around the, the concept of Volley, but I'd love if you could just explain it in your own words. Yeah, for sure. It's video messaging for work. So uh, think video texting. What would that be like if you could just send a video instead of a text message? Short, bite-sized communication, professional messaging. And so people are using it for networking and connecting with people outside of their teams as well as inside of their teams. So Volley is video messaging for teams. You can create a team, invite all of your team members. They can see and create conversations with one another. Um, and that's the core of the idea. It's allowing productive conversation that doesn't interrupt our productivity or kind of the richness of talking with the flexibility of texting because talking, and when I say talking, I'm talking about the full spectrum of talking, not just tone of voice, but body language. And those two together equal 93% of the full spectrum of communication that video can deliver, which written communication, uh, typed communication in, in text or chat or email cannot. And so we're in, uh, because, because written communication is flexible, we can write a quick Slack message and move on with our day. Mm -hmm. And someone can read that um, they don't have to read it while we're writing it, right? Um, it's convenient because it's asynchronous, but that inevitably fails. We need more context. We need to like talk through our ideas. We need to hear each other. We need to feel the passion, the energy in the room. And for those reasons, we need to talk. But when you cross that threshold from typing into talking, now you're doing something that's inherently interruptive and is also like a sponge and just soaks up all of the time that you give it. Is Have you ever wondered like how magically a 60 minute meeting ends up being <laughs> 60 minutes, no matter what you do or don't accomplish in that 60 minutes, it just soaks up that time. And then it creates all these little chunks of interruptions throughout your day. So that's what we aim to solve is to allow you to talk in a way that's not interruptive. Does that make sense? Is that a good enough explanation? It, it totally does. Yeah. I mean, especially you see the, <laughs> you kind of see the meme popping up online of this meeting could have been an email. So you're almost saying yeah. this meeting could have been a volley or a series oh, of yeah. volleys back and forth. We literally have that meme. Yes. Yeah. 
so no, that's awesome. Um, and I think another added benefit there, and so internally at also we've done kind of our own asynchronous video, not as a platform, like we use other products and plug it in as a welcome method for new employees. Mm -hmm. I haven't met half my team. So I've hired a lot while remote, never seen them. So our first way to introduce ourselves is actually recording a video, sending it to them, saying hi. So they get that more personal, I think, interaction. So yep. I think that's a benefit rather than just a text message, which could also be misinterpreted, but is, is a bit less personal. Absolutely. And now you have the intro. We, we have a conversation in our team called who is F name. Uh, that's a nerdy way of like merge tags. Who is, who is Josh, right? <laughs> Where we've all introduced ourselves, And then when someone new comes into the team, they can watch everyone's intro. Like I don't have to re-intro myself to everyone on the team. They can hear my five minute story. And so now we're collecting those over time and that's pretty valuable. Also, we found um, this was kind of an outside benefit we didn't expect, but we started using volley in the hiring process. Um, and, you know, so I'll connect with someone on LinkedIn or wherever I get introduced. And then I'll say, Hey, let's, let's talk on volley. We start talking and inevitably we do this one hour interview thing. That's very stiff where the four of us co-founders get on the call together and try to not ask the same questions and, <laughs> and whatnot. And we get through it, but then we go back to volley and it feels natural again. And one of our engineers that we just hired said, you know, I have never known who I was going to work with, even as close close to as much as I know you right now. He said, I feel like we're friends. It's weird. And I've never <laughs> met you. I've never seen you face to face, but we talk every day because inevitably during that hiring or interview process, there's a lot of questions about everything yeah. from benefits to company, to strategy, to finances. And it's hard to put them all in the, an interview process. So we're not building the product for that, but it does enable that, which is fun. Yeah, no, I get that use case partly because, so I hire in marketing. Some people are great interviewees, right? So yeah, they're yeah. great at thinking on their feet. They're great at giving the right question. Others might not have that strength, but if you give them five minutes to think about it, two minutes to think about it, they'll come up with a brilliant answer. So it might help, I don't know, level that playing field a little bit for people who are extroverted versus those who maybe need time. Absolutely. That, that's what's blowing our mind. We're hearing from several uh, of our users who are, you know, identify as introverts. Uh, yeah. Many of them are engineers who say, um, you know, all of my friends on Snapchat or WhatsApp think I'm confident and funny and like this total different person than the people at work. Just, and it's just because I can't think of things to say on the fly. I don't know what to say. I trip over my words. Mm -hmm. And I'm one of those people. Like I, I really struggle. This is why I was a poor student. I never spoke up in class. I didn't know what to say. I wasn't confident about my answer. I wasn't confident in coding that on the fly to yeah. formulate my answer. Maybe that's why I've been obsessed with communication my whole career, right? But, um, but I love that Volley is kind of leveling the playing field. Everyone has an equal opportunity to hit the record button when you're ready, not 200 milliseconds after you're done with your turn. Because if, if I have that anxiety of like, you know, if I, if I respond to you any more than 200 milliseconds, 600 milliseconds is considered an awkwardly long pause. That's less than a second. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I wait that long to, to respond, um, I'm 
awkward. So what, what does that mean? While you're talking, I'm encoding my response. I'm thinking about what I'm going to say. And you've talked to those people, you know, you can literally tell they're thinking about what they're saying and not what I'm saying right now, right? And yep. you know, they're thinking about what's my next question or what, what thing am I going to say? That, and that's one of the downsides of, of synchronous communication that we, we sort of uh, just disappears when you're talking asynchronously, right? Yeah, no, I've never felt that harder than the first few times I hosted a podcast. <laughs> it was very much, right. I heard the voice in my own head. Oh, oh what am I going to say next? What am I going to say next? And didn't hear the person. Eventually, I, I think I trained myself out of it, but it's not easy. Like, I, I think some people, it might not even be really possible to fully make that transition. So, no, I get that. Absolutely. And there's a really cool article in The Atlantic that says that this 200 millisecond gap is across all languages all cultures. It's just yeah. a very human gap that we we expect. And I've, I've been on podcasts where I know the host expected me to say a lot more than I just said, and they <laughs> haven't thought about their next question yet. And they're trying to figure out what the heck they're going to ask me, right? Yeah, totally. At least with podcasts, you have the benefit of editing it post. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So I do, we talked a little bit about this as well, the concept of, of meetings and how you're right, a 60 minute meeting ends up being 60 minutes. And I think that we all agree they can be a bit of a drain on productivity, but are they a necessary evil? Like, do you, do you need to always have meetings? Yeah. I'm just curious your thoughts on when is the right place and time for them? Well, it's just choose the right tool for the right job. So yeah. we, as Volley, we're highly motivated to use our tool, which promises to enable the quote meatless lifestyle, M-E-E-T, less lifestyle, right? Yeah. Um, but we still have one meeting a week and that's our planning meeting, our backlog refinement. And the reason is there's such a tight feedback loop. So many people have to weigh in on so many different things yeah. within two or three seconds of each other. It just doesn't work asynchronously. There's too many little bits and turns that need to happen within time frame. So that needs to be synchronous. We, we've also found that emotionally charged conversations like accountability conversations or firing uh, or sensitive topics yeah. probably shouldn't do those asynchronously. Same with email and text though. And we kind of sense those like that you're crossing the threshold. You just need to go synchronous um, with those. But everything else from one-on-ones to brainstorming to daily stand-ups to quick questions, getting unblocked, all of that stuff, it's just better done asynchronously and you can do it faster with volley with video because we as humans are elite athletes when it comes to communication. We're seven to eight times faster at doing this thing called speaking that we do naturally than we are typing a message. And because we can give 93% more or, or the other 93% of the, that total picture of communication by speaking and, and talking and using video, uh, why not do that, right? So that, that's the hope is to give the full spectrum of communication. Nice. And I think one of the, one of the topics you mentioned there is one-on-ones. And I think that's an interesting one because it is usually a scheduled every two weeks, every week, every three weeks, like pick your, your threshold. But most companies have that where it is a one-on-one with the manager and the employee. So in this case, would you schedule it the same way or does it become kind of this ongoing maybe thread that just continues? You know, we found several, there's several things like one-on-ones that we tried to do at Volley and they just don't make sense anymore because we're talking all day, every day, yeah. many times throughout the day. Uh, about all of the things that matter. 
Um, and pretty much really it's kind of an on-demand and ongoing process. Uh, like I, I scheduled a goal meeting recently where I thought, well, we need to get together like once a month and talk about our, the goals that we're tracking on. And I've canceled that meeting every time because we're talking about these goals every day. Uh, and we know exactly where we are and what we need to do and how everyone's aligned doing it. So um, we've, we've kind of developed this idea. I haven't put words around it yet, but the best words I put around it is this idea of continuous leadership. Um, mm -hmm. I think it was Patrick Lencioni who said leaders lead in meetings and that's true. But what, what, what I think he really means is leaders lead in interactions with their team yeah. and you, you don't lead when you're sitting in your office alone. Um, so, so yes, volley allows you to interact with your team on demand on the go. Um, so there's no need for a one-on-one -on -one anymore, uh, the, a stiff meeting. And I would say, maybe it's just me. No, I, I would even say one-on-ones are just awkward. And I've heard managers who are like, oh no, my one-on-ones are great. And I love my people and they love me. And I'm like, mm, you're either like in some form of denial or uh, <laughs> I just need to know more about your one-on-ones because I, I I hear that rebuttal all the time, but pretty much every one of my one-on-ones, and I'm sure maybe some of the people that, that I've worked with uh, would be hearing this right now are awkward, and um, yeah, they're they're not awkward when they're not a thing. Yeah, no, I, I think that makes sense. I mean, to try to get around actually, so not so much to try to get around the awkwardness, but to try to get around the um, people who are introverted and can't quite aren't as comfortable thinking on their feet. Uh, my alternative to that has been having them craft kind of a shared agenda with me. And there's tools that have popped up to help with that, to kind of not solve the same problem you're trying to solve, but to help introverts in a meeting or interaction. So I do think that combo of the two is potentially interesting. Like when you have to have a meeting and hundred percent makes sense, get the agenda so you can be inclusive and everyone can kind of learn and contribute on their own way. And then when you don't, maybe it is just that asynchronous communication that solves it. It, it seems so. And yeah, there are tools uh, like Loom or like Vidyard or, or what yeah. th those that allow you to send an asynchronous video um, that would that would enable that. But the difference, I just want a quick difference. The difference with Volley yeah. is these are threaded video conversations. So mm -hmm. with Loom, for example, you can send a video one direction and then people can comment on that video. And it lives yeah. kind of off in its own world. Now they're kind of trying to pull all those uh, videos together. Um, but in Volley, the other person or the other people in that conversation can all record a video to respond and, and emote and give their thoughts and feedback very efficiently. Um, and it creates this threaded conversation that you can then tie off of and go a different direction yeah. and create a new topic. So it, it, a different beast, sure, asynchronous video, but you know, volley our threaded uh, video conversations. Okay. No, I thank you for that clarification. That definitely helps. So I think we talked a decent amount of kind of the, the leadership side of things, a little bit about meetings. The one thing personally I found hardest with my team and that, that I miss is we used to just have more fun interactions, if I'm being honest. Like I'd poke my head over someone's desk and say hi and we chat or we'd all agree to go just go for a walk, grab a donut and coffee or, or whatever. But I feel like in this remote world that can be difficult. And it's we try to supplant it with these scheduled kind of meetings before the weekend and they work and they don't work for various reasons. But I'd love your thoughts on 
how to tackle that and maybe why it's so important? Sure. Well, I, I mean, forced fun just doesn't work. And, you know, there's all these articles out there like, oh, create your Zoom happy hour yeah. or do get Zoom together and tell the best jokes that you know. And while well-intentioned and sure, maybe that can, that's better than nothing. It's forced fun and it just doesn't work. And it's not, it's not what we used to have. And let me try to define what we used to have all of these little interactions that we had, like the story that uh, Jen told at lunch or the, yeah. the conversation we had going out to the car or around the water cooler, or the, when I popped out and said, Hey, in the hallway and scared you, um, those seemed like nothing right in isolation. They are kind of nothing, but when you th sum those up and pull all of them together in a ball, they actually equal relationship. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, they were this, some of our relationship, those interactions and, and relationship equals trust. So I feel like we've lost a lot of that as, as teams that those little ad hoc interactions. And now I, I don't want to say, Hey, get volley. So you can tell jokes to your team members or whatever. That's not the point. The point is that you can be human and you can have these interactions and you can, you can, check in and you can say the, the funny thing that you wanted to say, or you can do something funny or, you know, show up with a funny hat on or, or whatever that is. Um, and to, to kind of create this fun and spontaneity and bring that back. And so we're hearing this from users and, and we didn't ever write this in an article or any in, on our website. We didn't even think that this was a thing that would happen. Um, but our users are telling that this is kind of the surprise benefit that they're getting from from these asynchronous video conversations that Volley enables, are these this fun, this un, un, this surprising element of fun? Um, and another manager said, um, you know, I, I guess it's because tools like Snapchat. We're used to talking with our friends in this way on, on yeah. tools like Snapchat or like Marco Polo, but we're not used to talk talking about with a, about work or with our colleagues in this way. And so he said, it feels like I'm cheating in some sort of way. <laughs> like I feel like naughty for, for doing this at work, but we are actually talking about work and moving work forward faster. Um, so there, there is kind of the, the business optimization of reducing meetings and moving mm -hmm. work forward faster that um, I'm, I'm happy is offset by the, the human element of, team connectedness and relationship. So absolutely could be a benefit of communicating in this way. Yeah, I think one kind of influences the other as well. Like when you have that friendly atmosphere where you feel connected to the people, it does open up some psychological safety, ideas come out quicker, things move forward faster. So I do think they they for sure benefit each other. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, many books, The Speed of Trust, you know, yeah. has been have been written about this, absolutely. Yeah, and then so on that topic of communication, I think I mentioned it, way at the start is you've seen some of those inflection points and been part of them and created things along them. This is impossible to answer probably, but your best guess would help. What do you think is next? Like when, or if we do eventually come out of this remote work world or when COVID goes away or whatever happens in the future, I'm curious your thoughts on what's next in the communication side. That's a great question. Um, so I think the world has changed. Um, 
and not temporarily. Yeah. Uh, like I think when COVID is over and not a thing and we all are vaccinated and whatever, um, I think there will be some significant portion of the world that realized, oh, you know what? I kind of want to go back. I've even said that. My wife and I were just talking about that. And, and we we're like, you know what? I kind of don't want this to end. I'm <laughs> like, I'm seeing it end and seeing things go back and kind of chaos come back into our lives. And we're, we're thinking it's been kind of a nice, quiet time, hasn't it? And I've really liked working from home and building my office here. And, and, mm -hmm. you know, and so I think, and that's what studies show as well, that some significant portion and double digit percentage of the workforce will continue working remotely. And if so, those problems will continue to exist, that it's hard to build fun and spontaneity and connectedness at a team and move work forward and collaborate in the way that we need to. And we can't schedule time to talk anytime we need to talk, which is why the office existed in the first place. So I think we're going to see a hybrid. I think the future of work is only more remote, is only more flexible, and is only more comfortable with video. I just don't see a future where we're all not just more comfortable recording a video. And we don't care about what our hair looks like because we realize that doesn't matter. And yeah. we don't care about where we're standing or whether we're walking and we're not sitting up straight. That's old thinking. That's old world. I think this new world is much more authentic, much more genuine. And, and you know, our, our lives and work are much more intertwined, and, but in a more beautiful and balanced way. Yeah, no, I've the authentic piece I definitely feel. So I think we all remember that kind of viral video of the guy who was on some very formal interview and his kid ran in and basically like stiff armed the kid and kind of shoved oh, her yeah, out yeah. of the room. That's it's so different now. Now, if I'm on a call with someone, I don't even know when their kid runs in, like they pick up their kid, their kid says, hi, it's a great interaction. And, and sure. I like that. I don't miss, honestly, I don't really miss the formality and the forced formality. So I do think that is a positive change. I do too. And I think zoom starts to get us there, but, with Zoom, I'm in this chair and I have a guitar behind me. Did I have a guitar behind me when I started Zooming? Really? No, I didn't. It's there because it looks kind of cool sitting back there, right? <laughs> and you have some nice shelves and that nice plant. Maybe you had that because you look like an organized and tidy and uh, person. But, um, you know, we, we kind of are manufacturing our environment here. And yeah. another thing we're hearing from, from our users is that for better or for worse, you can't hide with Volley. Because we're interacting so many times throughout the day, I'm gonna be in my car, I'm or not, yeah. not driving, but I'll be walking to my car or I'll be uh, you know, in my kitchen or eating lunch or I'm now I'm back in my office or I'm outside walking the dog, but I'm still moving work forward. We're still talking about important things. I'm still listening to you on 2X, right? So mm -hmm. all of that is even, it's like a new layer of authenticity. So not, not only can you see one corner of my house, you can kind of see my whole house in the course of a week uh, or wherever I'm working from, uh, whether it's the beach or whatever. And that's okay because we can still do what we need to do in this environment, right? Yeah, and I think that ties into the concept of flexibility that you mentioned as well. Like before it was, okay, I'm working when I'm in my office, people take work home, of course, that's bound to happen. But I, I found in this new world all like I have two little kids that you might even hear them upstairs running around like maniacs, but I'll start work early. I'll take a break for an hour at 11 and go take them outside. And then I'll work a little in the evening when they're asleep if I have to. But I do think that flexibility, people aren't going to relinquish that. Like they're going to go back to the office kicking and screaming for some people. Yep. So yeah, I think companies yeah, are gonna it, have to adapt to that. 
it just feels right, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and not, and so you could take that the wrong way and say, oh, well, now your work is bleeding into your evenings or your weekends. Yes, but also <laughs> your life is bleeding into your work time, yeah. right? And, and it's and you, you're not holding your breath all day like you used to. And so I have no data on this, but anecdotally, like watching volley signups, um, I thought they're just there's going to be none on the weekends because volley's a you know professional messaging platform it's just going to be used for work and monday through friday or signups our signups go down a little but not that much and i look at like you know email marketing for example it used to be tuesday morning 9 a.m is the when you send your your email (sighs) some of our emails that we send on friday afternoon have a higher open rate than anything we send tuesday morning could be the content right um but um i'm starting to already see this bleed happen and I don't know, I'm not judging it. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's it's just happening. But I'm happy that Volley is part of what's enabling that to um, to be more efficient and for, for the conversation to just flow and feel more natural. Yeah, no, for sure. And I mean, I first saw this a little bit more on the, the commercial end. So the working from everywhere thing, the example I first felt it was actually Drift. So we use Drift on our website for live chat. Oh yeah. And I found myself walking to the bus in the morning at like 6.30 in the morning to go to work and talking to a customer on my phone on Drift. So I, yeah, I do think that changed and I could see that happening with coworkers, bosses, et cetera. So yeah, it's it's an interesting time, that's for sure. It is, it is, yeah. We we are writing the future of work right now. We're, we're making yeah. history. It's, it's changing in front of our eyes. New tools and technologies will emerge. Volley is just one of those. We're, we're, and I'm happy that you know I had the instinct, the idea came, the universe delivered that at the right time, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but uh, I think I think we're all participating in this together, which is really fun. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Cool, Josh. I really enjoyed that. I think our listeners are going to get a lot out of that. Do you mind sharing maybe where they can learn more about you, reach out, or learn more about Volley? Sure. Uh, volleyapp.com is where to go download volley and invite your team. Uh, but you can also look me up on LinkedIn, very active there and happy to chat, but just also know if you create a volley account, you're all invited to a direct conversation with me. So I'm talking with all of our users. (laughs) So if you want to talk to me, probably the best way is still download volley. Awesome. Cool. So I'll include those links in the player description. So for our listeners, you can find them there. Josh, thanks for joining me. Oh man, it was my pleasure. Great interview. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of People at Work. If you enjoyed this episode, can you do me one quick favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave us a five-star review? It helps others discover the podcast and we love reading the reviews. If you haven't already subscribed, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening.